Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing the music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your tracks stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demos together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Hope you like you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. For lovers of purpose and conceptual soul music aching for a fresh talent that they can wrap their hearts and minds around, Abby Dobson is the answer they've been waiting for. This singer-songwriter's offerings are fathoms deep celebrations of deeply penetrating works of lyrical introspection, soul-plumbing vocal explorations, and instrumentals drenched in moods of midnight. Oh, yes. The lady draws heavily from the spectrum of music swirling jazz, reggae, soul, country, gospel, classical, folk, and blues into rich vocal portraits that speak eloquently to the spirit. For women especially, hers is a voice that echoes pleasures and pains with both a resonant sound for the ages and insights far beyond her years. Literate, passionate, and defiant a category, Abby Dobson is an all-natural original whose dedication, patience, and focus on her figurative sparrow are about to surrender to her the most fabulous of happy endings. Abby Dobson, 
Welcome to Turn It Up. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here. Oh, man, well, it's a pleasure having you. You know, it's funny, on this show for a while, we had quite the shortage of um, female vocalists, but now it seems like we've turned the corner and we've got quite a few, and um, we're really excited to have you on today as well, because you have a rather unique voice. As, uh, I, I really haven't, well, I've heard something like it before, but as I listen to your music and we transition to different um, types of works of yours, um, that that keeps changing. It's just amazing. And um, say hello also to my co-host, the Leo. Hi, the Leo. Hey, what's going on, girl? Oh, yeah. The Leo is a live wire this week. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. Well, um, Abby, tell us a little bit about your background. You, we know you're in the DMV, and you're, uh, or are you? You're, you're actually out of state, right? Yes, I'm in New York, actually. But, yeah, um, yeah. I'm in New York, but I have a lot of love for um, the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school in, in D.C., and, um, you know, what's not to love about the district, really? <laughs> but tell us how long you've been singing and how you got started um, in your career. Gosh, I feel like I've been singing my entire life. Um, got started about 10 years ago, I think, uh, just going to open mics and um, performing a lot around New York City and trying to develop my craft as, as a singer. And then I started writing songs, trying to do the same, um, and just, you know, did a lot of performances, initially on the open mic scene and then uh, trying to do my own material and then getting gigs at different places in New York and, you know, try to develop a fan base and and finally recording a record that took me uh, a few years to record. Wow. Now, it, it seems to me, um, being an independent artist, New York would be a very, very tough, um, tough game out there. Yeah, I think that's true. I think New York is tough because, well, one, New York is tough. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I grew up here, so I, I love New York, and I mm-hmm. really wouldn't want to live anyplace else for, for, for a long period of time. Um, but it is tough because there are a lot of people trying to do the same thing. Um, exactly. You know, so everybody comes here. You know, the saying, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, and it's it's kind of true. Um, so there are a lot of people who come to New York to sing, to act, to dance, um, to do business, whatever. So it is it is harder because the best from every other area comes to New York. So New York is a, a is a a melting pot or a, or a pressure cooker almost of just awesome talent. There are so many incredibly talented people in New York. It's it's not even ridiculous. I mean, any church you go to, any school you go to, you're going to find amazingly creative people. So I think that makes it difficult. It's more difficult to stand out. I think as an artist in New York because there's so much going on. And there's so many incredibly talented people here. Yeah, yeah. And um, w- did you have the opportunity to um, try your craft here in the Washington, D.C. area as well before you went to New York? I'm sorry, before I did what? Before you moved back to New York, did you have an opportunity to um, perform here as well and compare the two as far as the... Um... You know, I, I didn't. I didn't. Get mm-hmm. to perform around town. I think I did one show um, at a club somewhere, and that was a. I remember getting dressed up in this long, slinky, you know, black dress and heels, and um, making a big to do of it. Uh, but that was really the only thing in 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 the D.C. area because I was going to school. I was going to law school, um, and so I was focused on that. I was focused on on finishing and and, and getting out. Well, are you a lawyer now? No, I don't practice law, but I, oh. I did go to school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, I had a spoken word artist who was a former um, district attorney in Philadelphia. So wow. Is now is her poetry is just amazing, and um, she made that decision to just walk away from it, and it was just yeah. amazing to me that someone knew so defiantly what they needed to do next that they just dropped everything and turned in that direction and just march forward. So, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're into this thing full-time now, headstrong, and, and this is what you're doing. Headstrong. 
Awesome. So tell us a little bit about some of the people you're working with and how you develop those connections, and especially in a city like New York, where, again, it's a, it's a tough game there. It is, but I, I love to go out and see live music, and I'm always out um, and about. Um, I think it's really important for any artist to observe other people doing either what you want to do or just, you know, people who are your colleagues. And um, and I'm a lover of 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 the art form, you know, of music, and so I love to go to shows. And so I meet a lot of musicians um, and creative people that way. And, you know, you go up to someone and you just say, hey, can I get your number, you know, if I need a bass player or a piano player or um, a co-writer, I would love to be able to reach out to you. And that's kind of where it starts. And, um, you know, I'll approach, you know, whomever. If I, if, you know, if I saw Lady Gaga on the street, I'd approach her about it. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> you just have to um, – put yourself in a position where you can um, make a connection that can result in a really beautiful creation. So um, in the form of a song or, or, or someone playing with you on a show. Um, and I've, I've gotten to work with really great people. So uh, a piano player that I love to work with, for instance, um, his name is Raymond Angry. And, you know, I met Raymond just out and about, and he's an awesome piano player and organist. He's not playing piano on my record, but he's playing organ. And, um, you know, he plays with roots periodically. He mm. he sits in with them. He um, used to be the musical director for, um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, she's a young woman from, from um, oh, Anyway, <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll anyway. come to you later, and you can just blurt it out. We'll know what you're um, talking. <laughs> anyway, you know he's worked with a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the same for Robert Glasper, who's playing piano and Rhodes on the record. Um, who's worked with a lot of great people. Nicholas Payton. He's worked with Bilal. He's um, worked with Maxwell. He is. He's his own band leader. He leads a group called Robert Glasper Trio and the Robert Glasper Experiment. Um, and I just met Robert around, you know, just around town going to shows and things like that. So um, I've gotten to work with some great people, and I could, like, go on and name a whole bunch of other people if you'd like me to. Um, no, no, we're, we're going to focus on you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, um I was thinking about going first, and I'll just let you choose, but I was thinking about um, Born to Love You. Tell cool. us a little bit about that. And um, did you write this one as well? Yes, I wrote or co-wrote um, all the material on the on the record, mm-hmm. um, all the songs on the record. Um, Born to Love You is really special to me. Um, I started it, actually. It started coming to me um, just as a melody, um, when I was in Philadelphia a few years ago, I, I dated someone who was living there at the time. And we were together, and I never could actually come out with a song. I just had this melody that was in my head, and I had a title and the first verse. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, I actually completed the song with my co-writer, Teddy Crockett, um, maybe a month before that relationship actually broke up. So it's really kind of interesting and bittersweet. But the song is inspired by this feeling that you were born to love someone, that you were born to have this person as as your partner um, happily ever after. And mm. <laughs> um, Kind of a soulmate kind of thing, huh? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you're born to have this soulmate, this person that you have soul conversations with, um, and it's just something that was sort of ordained or divined. Mm, okay, well, here we are here with Abby Dobson and Born to Love You on Turn It Up. i 
want to just um, take a moment, um, light a candle, and turn down the lights, you know? <laughs> That's a good response. That's oh, good man. Response. Oh. You I, know, can smell the, I can smell the incense right now. <laughs> some kush burning. I got you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things I really love about this song, too, is the way it kind of builds. It keeps building. And it, it's, like, perfect. You know, um, it's so gradual. You you kind of are already in it, then you notice it. And then once you're into that part and you notice that building, then the crescendo comes and boom, and then you drop it. And it's just, it's awesome. <laughs> you, you definitely, you definitely feel what you're, what you're talking about in that song, especially the way it was um, composed. That That's really awesome. Thank you. That really means a lot. Um, I, I also produced the album and, um, the first time that I produced an album or produced a song and so that's really that really means a lot to me. I basically just, you know, after listening to a lot of great music my whole life figured okay, mm-hmm. let me try to see what I can do and so that's that's a great compliment. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you have a very, very warm tone to your voice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's um it's very soothing. I'd almost say it's hypnotic, you know? It's just like, you know, Wow, I, I need to have your numbers on speed dial. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you make a lady feel really good in here. I, yeah. I, I like that. Thank no, you. I really appreciate the art. And when when I um when I when I listen to the music and I have a chance also to talk to the artist a little bit, it's sort of like putting the two together to find out who this person is. You know what I mean? Right. And right. um, you know that that just told me a whole lot right there. And um, and I, I want to know um. Is that person still in your life? No, not in that way. Um, oh. Not in that way, no. Well, well, he, he had you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he, he had me for a minute. No, 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 no. That's and, funny. Oh, man. And, um... Tell us a little bit about your process when you when you um when you write your songs. Um, do you have a certain way you go about it or is it just something that comes to you? It kind of varies depending on the song. I've written in, in a number of different ways. Um the way that I like to write uh is getting together with uh a musician, preferably a guitarist or a piano player and you know just sort of coming up with something either right on the spot you know, say he plays me or she plays me something and I kind of vibe to it. And I think the best songs for me come when I immediately have an idea, when I hear, you know, a series of notes or a melody that someone's played played me. If I immediately have an idea in my head, if I can immediately sing a melody, then I know I'm onto something. If, mm-hmm. if I can't, then I, I'll walk away from it because it's just over time, I know that that's not the best thing for me. Um, and also, um, I love um, also coming in with an idea and presenting that. Oftentimes, I would have already developed a first verse and um, a chorus, and you know they'll basically put an arrangement around it, and then we work on a bridge together or something like that. So I also enjoy doing that. But I love collaborating with a live person um, in the room or someone that I'm going to meet with at some point, and the two of us be in the room together. 
I've written to tracks before, and I can, you know, do a good song like that. It's just not my preference. Right, right. And, and you know, I can appreciate what you said about sometimes if it's not coming together, walking away from it, because you don't force art. Art has a life of its own, and if it's present, you know, right. it will manifest itself. And if not, you know, if you're just trying to create, you only have a piece, you're going to end up with something that's less than um, – what is truly um, your capability. Right. And, you know, yeah. just to sort of piggyback on that. I'm what was sorry, that, L? No, I say you got to be passionate about it. I'm the same way. If, I, if I'm not loving it, if I'm not in love with it while I'm coming up with it, then I'll leave it alone. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I think sometimes you have to step away and come back. You know, so the song that right. we just played, Born to Love You, you know, that song was in the works for years before I actually committed it to to paper, so to speak. Um, you know, I was just walking around with a melody and a lyric that I never put down, but I knew it was strong because I could never forget it. And um, I didn't rush it and put it down when it was supposed to be put down. And then, you know, that was that. Now, um, unconditionally, is it actually a duet? Because I didn't get a chance to listen to this one. It's, I, I, I've called it a duet, Um because there are two of us on the song. I'm singing, obviously, and the wonderful um, and amazing piano player, Robert Glasper, is, is playing piano. Mm. The song was written not as a, as, a, as a duo, and in fact, when we were in the studio, we cut it as a band. Um, and there's another version that's a band version that I will, I will release at another time. Um, but at the end of the session... I just, you know, said to Robert, you know, would you mind? I kind of think I want to just have a version that's just piano and, and voice. And he was like, no, no, that's cool. And we didn't practice it, and we just went and we cut it. And I think... Um, really? <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't practice it at all. We just, you know, went to our different corners. We were at this wonderful studio called um, Sears Sound in Manhattan. And um, I'm in the vocal booth, and he's um, all the way, you know, across uh, in this, Studio, I can't remember if it's Studio A or Studio B, um, in the section where the piano, the grand piano is, and uh, we couldn't see each other, never practiced, and this is what we came up with. Wow, well, that's a great intro. There's nothing else ah. needs to be said about that. Here it is, <laughs> <laughs> Abby Dobson with Unconditionally.
Man, that's crazy. I cannot Third. believe you guys did that in one take. Yeah, oh, that, one take. That is amazing. Thank and her you. voice control kind of reminds me of like a Rochelle Pharrell or a oh. Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rochelle. Is it Michelle Pharrell? Rochelle yeah, Pharrell. Rochelle, Rochelle Pharrell. Okay, yeah. yeah, her and um and Anita Baker. Ooh. You know, and and I was I, okay, I was I was even <laughs> I was even feeling a little Minnie Rippleton as well, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. Some of the the tone changes in your voice as well. Um, I don't know. That, that was really beautiful. Really was. Okay. And um, that 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 is pure artistry there. I mean, that that's just amazing stuff. And you know. For you guys to be in two different rooms, and you can almost hear the communication. You know, when he brought the piano part up, as you came up as well as towards the end, and you guys knew when it was coming to a close, and it was sort of like this jazz vibe going on where you can see musicians speaking in that other language, so to speak. But, yeah, that that was phenomenal. Absolutely. He's a wonderful uh, accompanist. Um, and that helps mm-hmm. when, you know, someone who uh, you know knows how to listen, I think those are the best musicians and, you know, really the best um, communicators when you're able to listen to, to the person that you're having a conversation with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only that, too, is um, it's, uh, you guys created something, and, and you both knew what you were doing, where it was going, where it needed, what it needed to sound like, and, and right. then it was finished. You knew it because you felt it. It was almost as if you guys were participating in something. You're going down this road, and you can both see where you're going, and um, when you get to the end, you're, you're done. And it's just amazing. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thank you. I, I think it's, it's, it's the, the beauty of the song. The song is, is uh, it almost sings itself and plays itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, but, yeah. Because, <laughs> and... <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be humming it later, and there won't be any notes coming out, but, you know. <laughs> I'll be with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, to tell you the truth, I mean, I, I don't know if you if you feel this as well, L, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, man, but the, something about that song is kind of sexy to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I was picturing, you know, the whole nightclub scene, you know, the, the old-fashioned, uh, I guess like the 40s. You know how they do the forties nightclubs, the thirties nightclubs. You know, and wow, being up there with the old school microphone and the, yeah, yeah, you know, park me down and everything. Yeah, uh, okay. It's always cool to hear what people in. think about something, so that's cool. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think the song is is, is definitely a, it's it's sensual mm-hmm. um, and spiritual at the same time. I mean, right, some people right. actually think it's. I'm talking to God, which was mm-hmm. really interesting when someone said that to me for the very first time because um, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how different people will 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 take a song, which is which is really cool because it has sort mm-hmm. of a a different life and lives with someone in, in a particular way. But yeah, it's, it's like it's spiritual, it's, it's sensuality that's spiritual and soulful. Yeah, and you know. To tell you the truth, I thought that as well in the beginning, but as the song progressed, that's where it changed for me. Right. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it was just interesting because there there was a lot to this song, but um, you know, it it, it kind of changed the whole way for me. Mm. And then the crescendo reminded you of where it started again, which started back, and mm. uh, yeah, it was very powerful. Very. Thank very, you. Uh, yeah, and um, so tell us where do you perform? I perform at different places um, in New York mainly. Um, my uh, next, show, well, I perform at the Blue Note, for instance. You, you're talking about like a jazz club, uh, and nice. um, so de- you know, jazz is definitely an influence. Um, and uh, the Blue Note SOBs. Um, I am performing at the Highline Ballroom in June, June 5th. Actually, I'm really excited about that as part of the Blue Note Jazz Festival. Um, that's happening in, in June, and I'm on a wonderful bill with two wonderful artists, um, Grammy nominee uh, Gregory Porter. He was nominated for a, a, a Best Jazz Album, I believe, mm. and also a wonderful vocalist out of out of uh, Pittsburgh originally, um, but who lives in New York now and, and claims New York as her, her own, um, the, the wonderful Kendra Ross. And um, 
So I'm honored to be on a bill with, with the two of them. And that show's coming up in June, uh, June 5th. But I performed at the Kennedy Center Millennium Stage in D.C., which I was very excited about. Um, that was such an honor um, to, to have done that last year. And my upcoming show in D.C., which is actually on Tuesday, will be at Ben's Next Door. Uh, oh, on, awesome. Yes. Huh. yes. <laughs> so for all my peeps in the DMV in the area, DMV. yeah, definitely. We'll, you can we'll... come check me at Ben's Next Door on Tuesday, May 10th. Mm-hmm. And what time will that be? At what time? Nine o'clock. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, plenty of time to get dinner in and have a drink or two and come by and relax and chill out with Abby Dobson. And, um, you know, we're only featuring four tracks, but um, like I I told you earlier, I wish we would have uploaded some more because um, this is (laughs) really, really good stuff. And, um, And which genre were you actually trained vocally? You know, um, that's an interesting question. Um, I've been singing, I just love music, and I I love the human voice, and I love instruments in general, and I'm kind of long-winded. He's like, okay, get to the the answer, Abby. Oh, no, Um, no. (laughs) um, But I, you know, I'm a student of everything. I, I love I mean, technically, I, I studied classical voice in, in, in high school and, and in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I have a, a technical foundation in that way. Um, but I grew up listening to, you know, Aretha Franklin and Mahalia Jackson and singing in church. Um, I directed a gospel choir when I was in college. Um, and then I grew up listening to Sarah Vaughan and, mm-hmm. and Anita Baker and uh, Donny Hathaway and, you know, Dolly Parton and, um, you know, a whole bunch of different things. And so it's hard to say. Um, I'm just a student of, of, of the voice, really, and storytelling through the voice. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is very important. And this is what I always love in music, whether it be rap, jazz, gospel, country, is the story. If there's a good story there, boy, right. you know, that, that, yeah, that just really just hooks it for me. Because a lot of times, you know, you remember the words to a song because they just beat into your head. But, you know, when you can remember the story behind the song and the melody and everything else fits, you know, I think you you have a real treat when you have um, the full package like that. And that's really what music is all about. Yeah. I agree. It's great when you get a picture, you know. Yeah, and we're just going into some really nice segues and transitions into these songs, you know, because here's a a story book title here, um, No More Happily Ever After. Tell us a little bit about this one. (laughs) Oh, this one is interesting. Um, You know, it's kind of, I wanted wanted a a title that sort of um, fit with uh, the theme of the album. Um, The album is called Sleeping Beauty you are the one you have been waiting on. And so, you know, people always talk about having a fairy tale ending to relationships. You get married, you have 2.5 kids, and there's a picket fence and a dog, and, you know, there's like a happily ever after sort of thing. And in a situation where um, the relationship doesn't last um, and what you thought was going to last forever doesn't last forever, I just sort of wanted to play on the, the, the phrase happily ever after. And so hence no more happily ever after. And it's basically about, um, I mean, the song is really really self-explanatory, but it's basically about um, a woman dealing with uh, the end of that happily ever after story um, because her partner has been unfaithful. And it's basically sort of her having a conversation with herself. Um, In the guy's presence. Oh, I see. It's kind of okay. weird. I actually never thought of it that way before, but mm. it, it's like she's speaking to the guy, but the guy is not there. She's by herself. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've witnessed that before, but I'm not going to tell that story. But Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe I'll tell a little bit about it. Maybe I'll better explain, but here it is. Uh, and on that at, note. <laughs> yeah, at, 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 no more happily ever after. 
was awesome. That was beautiful. Mm. Thank you. That was that was mm. Abby, aka Hypno, aka Incredible Hawk. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I see why why you say her voice is hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. Very soothing. Yeah. That, it is, it's the softness of her voice too, and the control she has. At, you know where she seems like she's barely has a breath coming out. Yeah, it's just amazing. Thank you. you should get into doing movie. You should get into doing a uh, movie movie uh, soundtracks as well because that's what I kind of was picturing while you were saying it It was just like Mm -hmm. it was almost like it belonged in a movie Mm. wow you know it's so funny you're saying that because as the song was playing I was sort of trying to speak into existence a movie that I would like it to be in when it's made (laughs) Um, oh really yeah um, so I'm just going to speak it in existence you know let's see what happens Um, Waiting to Excel the, the, uh, the sequel Getting to Happy. Um, oh. I really think that some of my songs could really fit into that movie. So if there's anyone out mm. there who knows anything, I, I don't <laughs> think it's being made yet, but um, <laughs> I know she's finished the script. So yeah, okay, there's a Ms. supervisor out there. Yeah, Miss McMillan, if you're out there, you know. Hey. Name <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to ask you also um, about the 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 one phrase here that it says. You know, flowers don't bloom in winter. What are we really saying there? Um, I'm saying that basically, you know, there's a, you know, for everything there is a season. You know, there's mm-hmm. a season. Every season is different. Um, and you know, you go through seasons in your life. And there was a season for in this particular song for someone to be, you know, in your life, and that person to be that you're intimate. And then there's seasons for that person not. And, you know, once things have sort of changed, um, then, you know, this is not really true. Like, there are flowers that bloom in winter, but mostly, we, you know, we don't think of flowers as blooming in winter. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one thing that's no longer applicable or a season that's no longer, you know, valid for you anymore can't live in the next season. Right, and what I got from that is someone trying to see something that's really it's not time to see it. You know what I mean? They want things to be a certain way for their own selfish reasons, but reality is telling them something else, and you just need to see that for what it is. And I just wanted to hear your take on that because that's what I got from it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was very, very awesome. I, I love the words in that. And we're going to just you. jump right into the next track just so we don't run out of time because we're up against the wire. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know you could just talk for a whole hour, did you? <laughs> no, I think she hit a note. And just for the record, you hit a note yeah, in that last song. That was one of those Anita Baker ones. One of the oh, ones that, that you, 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 you feel the tingle. You mm-hmm. give them tingles. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, next up we have I'm Drowning. We'll jump right in it. But um, oh. we'll talk a little bit about it right afterwards. Great.
you come on now and just let people know where they can find your music and um, we'll go ahead and um, close out from there. Thank you. Music is on iTunes and cbaby.com and amazon.com. Sleeping Beauty, you are the one you have been waiting on and I'll be at Ben's next door on Tuesday. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. We had a great time with you. We can't wait to do it again. Thank you for having me. All right. Come on back right here. I will. <laughs> yeah. uh, and special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordman. You've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Hmm.